Left. Right. Yo, what's up and welcome to the newest episode of Sip Talk. Today we are talking about common misconceptions. Some of these you might be familiar with, some of them you uh, may have never heard before. I'm hoping we hit some of the ones you never heard before. Uh, we do get started talking about the recent fire in the Bronx where they're saying either 17 or 19 are confirmed dead. The numbers changed a couple of times recently. Uh, on that note, uh, for those of you who live in New York City and for those of you who live in apartment buildings, uh, the fear of fire can be terrifying because uh, you live amongst others and uh, you're not the one entirely in control. So uh, on that note, if you do live in an apartment building uh, or a multifamily building, be aware of the fire plan. Be aware of whether or not the building is combustible or whether the building is fireproof. Um, if, uh, if you're stuck in your uh, apartment and there is a fire, always a smart idea to stuff a towel under the door to stop the smoke from coming in not to break your windows open because you can create a vacuum where the uh, smoke will get sucked into the smoke and the fire will get sucked into your apartment from the outside of the apartment uh, and if you do need to open a window that again rather than breaking it you open the top of the window first to test it rather than the bottom of the window this is sip talk grab a drink and enjoy. <laughs> Cheers. 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 All right, that means we are live. Welcome to Sip Talk, episode 158. My name is Justin DiGiulio out of my basement in New Jersey, joined by James, the Bosnator Boswell out of San Francisco? San Diego. San Diego. Oh, All right. James, the Bosnator Boswell philosopher, accountifer, refer referee, uh, bartender. A lot of errs out in San yep. Diego. Uh, you at the discotheque over there? Um, that's how my brother has his uh, kitchen decorated. So yeah, you've got a lot of pulsating uh, lights there behind you. It's quite the setup. Yeah, we're throwing a rave later. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's a unique look. Um, so what uh, what brought you out to San Diego? Uh, the plane. Oh, who's driving? Um, hopefully a professional pilot. These are the people <laughs> you want driving your plane. So last episode, we were just talking about, like, if you had a, just the the general public just seems to be going so fucking crazy these days. And uh, if you had to pick somebody that you would feel comfortable piloting your plane, I wonder if people, like, look through the Twitter content, uh, your Twitter, uh, Twitter uh, comments, and, like, look if anybody's a pilot. Like, there's some fucking crazy people out there. These are not the people... There's some crazy doctors and nurses. Well, I mean, you're seeing that stuff with uh, with coronavirus now, right yeah. now. But just think about this: like, you're a bus driver. I could accept that. Like, might be a little crazy, and not. not I think driving a bus very uh, noble profession, especially if it's your career. You know that you know the route. That's great. But I I would say at the I would be more okay with a bus driver being a bit more crazy than someone piloting a plane. It's my two cents on that. I'm going to cause uh, a lot less damage. You would definitely cause a lot less damage. I mean, you never know. You could pick up. You ever see the movie Speed? Keanu Reeves, Sandra Bullock? Yeah. Yeah, good movie. Good movie. Had to keep it over 50 miles an hour on the bus. Speed 1. I think Speed 2 was on a 
on a train. Either way, so look, so today we are going to talk about common misconceptions. I got a handful of them, hoping we can expand on that. Uh, in the meantime, I want to talk, as always, a uh, little current events. Uh, have you heard about this fire in the Bronx? Heard of it, don't know any details. Oh, my God. It's uh, So there's a building that, that caught on fire, I think it was like Sunday night in the Bronx, and supposedly 19 people died. They've reduced it to 17. They've got 17 confirmed dead. Very tragic. And uh, uh, there's a lot of outrage over this fire. Now, in the meantime, there was another fire like yesterday, and I think there were casualties, but it's gotten no press just because for whatever reason, the fire that happened before it has totally eclipsed it in, in media coverage, um, which is which is kind of the issue that I have with this fire being so contentious. The reason this fire is so contentious, contentious is because the because the building had open violations. One. Now, what were the violations? Know, oh well, uh, uh, I, I I got the actually I, I was I was going through the violations um, uh, right before we got on air. So the Department of Buildings. Let's see. Uh, a violation condition: outside communication phone. Inside the car is not working. I don't know, probably like the, the buzzer or something in the entryway. But that one was resolved. Uh, another one, uh, elevator shall not operate on auto in the fire service phase. So there's an elevator issue that's been resolved. There's a, there's a handful of them and some fines. Um, but the thing about, and I guarantee most of the so people. So it was make, a privately operated building? Yeah, yeah. Now there was a lot of people on Section Eight and, and public assistance that were living in the building, but the building had open violations. Now, being a real estate agent in New York City, uh, it's very uncommon that I come across a building with no violations. It's very, very common that buildings have violations because you know people just report things, and oftentimes they'll just report it by calling three one one rather than notifying the landlord. Now, you know when you have a a building where you have hundreds of people that are living there, things get damaged, other, you know, people complain, um, you know, and it's not like the, the landlord is patrolling the building looking for, for violations. Usually somebody needs to make them aware of the violations. The problem is that most people don't notify the super or the building management. They just notify 311. So violations are very common in New York City. Um, I, I, and I haven't, I haven't done a full search of all the violations just because it, it takes a little while, but uh, I have not found one. Oh, these violations are from like 2015, 18. The most recent ones look like they were resolved, one from March of So of it's last a relatively year. clean building then. Yeah, let's see. Uh, violations with open penalties. There's one, uh, and I actually don't have, uh, I don't have the details on that one. There's just a link to pay. So I don't I don't know the the open violation, but um, but I guarantee the majority of people complaining about the open violations on this building didn't didn't go and actually look what the violations were for. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, I'm I'm kind of tabling the violations because that's a that's a normal thing. Um, now uh, apparently there was a fire door like a like a probably like a fire staircase door or something like that that was open and that's how the fire spread 
through the building. Now, you said you don't know much about this. Do you know what started the fire? Um, I heard it was a space heater. Correct. It was a space heater. So the majority of the contention is coming from a building that had open violations that someone was using. Uh, and, the, and, and because someone was using a space heater, they're saying that landlords are terrible and that the landlord had shut off the heat during the winter time. Now, there's no record of the heat being shut off in the building, but they're saying that landlords, you know, shut off the heat in the building and people freeze to death. Now, there's no reports of that happening here, um, but we do know that somebody was using a space heater and it probably fell over or something like a curtain yeah. was leaning on it or something, which That's is actually a specious argument, though, because like so at my house, um, sometimes my room gets a little bit cold. So sometimes I'll have a space heater in my house. My house is has central heating. Well, so hold like, on. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Is this the house that you own? Yes. How dare you? James, how dare you as a homeowner enter yourself into this conversation? You're you're so entitled. You don't play any role. You know what? You need to keep to yourself. You need to think about people who have less than you. It's obviously unfair for these people. How what I'm saying is you? that I've got more than them, and I still use a space heater. <laughs> so actually, that's the literally what you just said to me was one of the comments on on the Twitter, uh, you know, in the Twitter sphere. Somebody saying, "Well, I own a house and I pay for the heating, but I like my office a little." warmer than uh the rest of the family does so i have a space heater under my desk and then people are just attacking him saying he was entitled and uh you know he because he's, he, he's a homeowner identify with the people he's he's saying <laughs> it doesn't matter how much money you have like a space heater is irrespective of that sometimes uh, you just I, want to be warmer in an area and that's i spent i spent i spent so much time trying to find uh the the comment for this for this specific um, basically, you know, for this specific uh, comment. And that's why Twitter is so terrible, is it just, it gives everybody a chance to voice an opinion, and most people should shut the fuck up. Oh, it was, it was so bad. It was, uh, it's just, uh, it's just not fair that people can just say shit and then, and just not be held accountable. The, the problem with people saying so much shit now is that nobody is being held accountable i think and and i don't know what that is I, I don't know i don't know what mechanism in our society now is kind of letting that fly that people can throw so much shit and then and then the second somebody like turns a mirror or a spotlight on them they just go no it wasn't me i didn't it, you know it didn't happen well the problem isn't that consequences aren't being enforced it's that the entire system makes it so that consequences are unenforceable it, it, it's so extraordinarily rare. Like you can think about Trump getting kicked off Twitter. What did? How far did he have to go to get kicked off Twitter? He, <laughs> he needed to incite a terrorist coup. Yeah, it's. Uh, That's how far you need to go to get kicked off of Twitter. But I don't. I don't know, man. I just uh, you know I had a long conversation today about about the Twitter sphere and, and social media and like what what is what is the you know and you and I kind of agree that there is no greater good. There are some positives, people can be interconnected, you know, communication, things like that. But but if you know I think we were both kind of on the side that social media is is somewhat of a net negative. Uh, which is un, which is unfortunate. You're understating my position. <laughs> well <laughs> um Sure. I know you're not a fan of social media at all, but uh, 
but yeah, you know, my, my thinking is there's a fire um, and you can feel a little bit bad about it. You know, oh, that's, that's a bad, you know, bad thing. Lots of bad things happen in the world. Lots of bad things happen all day long in the news and, and people are spending a lot less time focusing on those. So, you know, a lot of bad things happen. You've got to figure out how bad you want to feel, but, but you got to have a kind of equal distribution of, of sorrow when it comes to bad things happening and, and to spend so much energy making such a big deal about this and then not about anything else I think is, is ridiculous. And then also why are you spending time on Twitter talking about how sorry you are and then attacking other people making comments just go donate some fucking toilet paper, bro. Well, I think, go donate I think some the food. reason why you see attention on tragedies like this one is because they're relatable. A lot of people live in apartment buildings, and so they think this could happen to me because all it takes is a careless neighbor to not pay attention to their space heater, and you lose all your stuff and possibly your life. And so that's why like certain tragedies get more attention than others is, I would say the relatability factor. That's why like, and, and relatability and also the amount of control that you have. So if I live in an apartment building and somebody's somebody sets their apartment on fire, I didn't have any control over that, but I'm suffering the consequences. Yeah, that, The that same that reason why is. a lot of people have a fear of flying is because one, a lot of people do it all the time. And two, once you're up in the air, you as a passenger have no control. Yeah, I, I'm telling you. It's an irrational yeah. fear because flying is one of the safest things you can do. Yeah, except that you have a member of the general public piloting the plane. <laughs> so, no, it's not as, a member of the general public. You have to go through thousands of hours of training. Sure, but you're still a, you're not you're not military. You know, <laughs> a lot of a lot of pilots are actually are actually experts. A, a lot, yes, true, very very, very true. Um, but uh, but now piloting planes is no longer. Uh, no longer as noble of a position as it once was. Well, that's because airlines don't pay them well enough. And that's because airlines don't pay them very much. And uh, if you work for the post office and you go postal, what's what, you know, and you work there for 20 years, what's saying you can't be a pilot and go, uh, I, I don't know what the... Well, there's <laughs> a lot, there's actually... Pilots go through pretty regular psychiatric and psychological evaluations. Um, and about seven years ago, there was actually a case of Lufthansa flight where the, the pilot was depressed and like locked the cabin doors and crashed the plane into the, uh, the Pyrenees Mountains. No shit. I'm yeah. telling you, I, I, I just have a feeling that with the direction our society is going where we don't want people to be strong we want people to be soft. We want to encourage them to cry. Um, it's okay not to not to feel all right in the head. Like I, you know, I think, I think we're yeah. We're that going doesn't apply to pilots because, like in the in the Lufthansa case that I'm re referencing, like that pilot had been going through psychiatric evaluations and actively hid them from his employer. So, hmm, okay, uh, median annual. Wage for commercial pilots is ninety three thousand. The lowest uh, percent earn earn less than forty seven thousand, and the highest ten percent earn more than two hundred thousand. Yeah, it all depends on what kind of flights. If you're doing like short regional routes, you're not making very much money. If you're doing like transatlantic, or transatlantic yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's 
it that's is tough the, work. It is tough work. You you you. It's like you have to be paying attention. You you stuck in. You, take, think about this. <laughs> think about this. Dry, commuting to work. If you get a long commute, that that can be exhausting, right? They say the longer your commute. Uh, your uh, people are more depressed. Basically, your quality—the higher the the length of time for the commute, the lower quality of life. Now, a pilot—I would say piloting a plane, air, just general airline travel—is some of the least comfortable travel. And the cockpit's not big. If you ever look inside of one, like they don't have a lot of room to move around. Yeah. So. Uh, you're stuck on a plane. You're on there for uh, eight hours. You're on there for three and a half hours. You're on there for eighteen hours. That's that's well, got to be rough, man. It's for you like don't the have... really long flights that are like ten hours plus. They actually rotate pilots. Sure, but you're still stuck. It's not like you get to mingle with the general public, walk up and down the aisles. Like you, you get to you get to step out of the out of the cockpit and take a piss. They block it off with a with a food cart, which I always thought was a not always thought it's it's relatively new kind of post 9/11 where when the pilot needs to use the bathroom, they block the bathroom off of the food cart. The pilot comes out. They do kind of this knocking game. Pilot comes out, takes a piss, comes out of the toilet, back into the back in the it, yeah, in, in the cases where the pilots rotate on those really long flights, they actually have a set of beds above the cabin. Mm, I was not. How, how did you know that? I, I've, I've never because heard they have, they'll have four pilots, and, like, the first two pilots take off, fly for some amount of time, and then, like, the other two pilots are sleeping or resting, and they come down and take over flying the plane and either finish the trip out while the other two pilots above sleep, or they change again if it's a really long flight. I imagine piloting a plane has got to be uh, very boring for the majority of the ride. What they say is that um, aviation is hours of boredom punctuated with seconds <laughs> of terror. <laughs> I think I've heard you say that before, but I, I can only imagine. Um, all right. Uh, I want to get into some of these uh, some misconceptions. Of these yeah. Um, so, uh, did you <laughs> yeah, let's just start on the top here? Uh, nothing exciting, just general misconceptions. So, the, the, uh, the conception that cutting a worm in half doesn't kill it, and then you have two living worms. You heard this mm -hmm. one before? Yes. Not accurate at all. You just you cut the worm in half, half of it dies, the, the other half typically lives on. Uh, yeah. I, assume, I assume you must be googling something of your own because I just no I no know. I've got a few I've got a few notes um, and I've also got um, the research department up. All right, wonderful. Um, on uh, not quite a misconception note, but when you uh, you give yourself a glass of water before you go to sleep, you set it like next to your bed. No, you don't. Oh, a lot of people do that. All right, well, I've got a water bottle in like next to my desk, which is near my bed, and. But usually I'll just sleep through the night, and if I'm thirsty, like I might like reach over to the water bottle or walk over to the sink and have a drink. Plastic water bottle? Yes. All right. So uh, now if you leave a glass of water like on the table for a day, will you just drink it at the end of the day, or do you just always dump it and refill it? Mm, depends. 
<laughs> what does it depend on? How ambitious I'm feeling. <laughs> um, well, a lot of people once they leave water out, they don't they don't return back to the water. They're afraid because the, the glass has got some bubbles on the inside, almost like a reverse condensation. Um, and and people are worried that the water's gone bad. No. The no. water will taste off, but do you know the reason for that? Uh, the gases inside the water evaporate. Mm -hmm. um, uh, You're right about gases, but it goes the other way. So air has a fair bit of carbon dioxide in it. And the carbon dioxide will react with the water and form carbonic acid. And so that's why water exposed to air for a long time tastes different than water that's been sealed away is it's a higher, it's, it's slightly more acidic with carbonic acid. Mm, okay. I thought it was uh, some of the chlorine evaporating in the water. Th that could actually be part of it as well. Depends yeah. on where you're getting water. But even if you were to take like a glass of like spring water or distilled water that has no chlorine in it, like if you leave it out for, I don't know, six or seven hours, it'll taste different than a freshly poured glass from like the same jug because of the carbonic acid in the air. The, car the carbon dioxide in the air makes carbonic acid in the water. Mm, okay. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it's funny that people will say, oh, my water is bad. Now I get it if uh, you got a dusty household or maybe you got some pets or something and there's some some fur on the top of the water but i don't usually have a problem just drinking a in old water sometimes i just glance at it i'm like uh the top of the water looks good <laughs> cheers what are yeah. you drinking by the way um i'm actually breaking the first rule of sip talk and i'm just having a coke i had a bit too much to drink last night so like my uh, body says no don't do alcohol uh, a little drink might not hurt you all right fortune cookie where's it from japan Japan, the Japanese Americans uh, introduced that to uh, to the U.S. culture. Yeah, the misconception is China. Yeah. Um, oh, here's, all right. So this one really grinds my gears. Grinds, grinding the gears. Um, Marilyn Monroe was not a size twelve. Um, okay. There's a what? lot. Like you hear this all the time, where like if Marilyn, that people say that like if Marilyn Monroe was a model today, she'd be a plus size model. No, she wouldn't. Um, by modern standards, she probably wore what it would be about a size two dress. I was going to guess two or three. So that, I mean, I, I've never seen Marilyn Monroe in person. I imagine there's probably a wax museum or two, which, which yeah, might Yeah, well, have I mean, she'd fit into like a double zero or less right now. Well, that's because clothes are getting... Uh, no, that's clothes. because she's dead. Uh, well, well, clothes are getting bigger. Clothes are getting bigger, so... Well, uh, did yeah, I, did I tell you the time I, I went to Japan? I went to uh, I went to Uniqlo. You know the store Uniqlo. Mm -hmm. And I had I had recently bought a bunch of uh, undershirts uh, at a Uniqlo in uh, Midtown Manhattan. I was like, all right. Well, I Japan gotta... sizes are different than U.S. sizes. Oh no shit! Well, I just got a medium here. I got a medium there, and it was like I, I didn't try them on. I just I was like, oh, I'm here. I, I could use an undershirt. I'll just grab four of them just because they. Yeah, the medium would probably like an extra small. It was it was like super narrow, yeah, very very small shirt. Yeah, so. I ordered I ordered a, a hoodie from uh, an eBay seller, and it was in Jap Japanese size, and I got a large. I was like, all right, I'll go up a size because I normally wear mediums. Mediums are smalls. Yeah, I got a large, and it's smaller than like a small would be. Yeah, that's that that is strange. What else you got on your on your factoids there? You only use ten percent of your brain. 
so uh, it's my understanding that you are almost always using many different parts of your brain. It's my understanding that anybody who says you only use 10% of your brain, it applies to them. <laughs> but, uh, but not that, but they're special cases. Like you use 100% of your brain, though, not typically all at the same time. Well, not yeah, exactly. Not all at one time, but there's different parts of the brain are active all at different times. And you're not, you're not only using 10% of your brain. Where did that yeah. come from? Um, probably sci-fi shows where people are like, oh, unlock the, all this potential that you have of like being able to move <laughs> objects or, uh, I know um, there's, I know there's some sci-fi movie where I think it was like a Scarlett Johansson movie or something where they're like, oh yeah, we unlocked the ability for her. She took a pill and now she can use 20% of her brain. And, and as that ability increases, shit gets crazy. And then she gets to like 75% of brain usage and she can move shit with her mind. Yeah. Um, real quick, while, while, while we're on a little like, in-between topics, if anybody out there has some misconceptions that grind their gears, we want to hear about them. And what are some common misconceptions that you're that uh, that grind your gears, as James likes to say? It's funny. I was I was I got off the train today and I heard this noise and I was like, ah, oh, it sounds like gears grinding. And then I was like, ah, oh, that's James' phrase: grinds your gears. <laughs> the the phrase "grinds your gears" grinds my gears. Okay. Um, all right, so I got a got another one. Uh, people think microwaves cook food from the inside out. Which nope. I, had a, I had a third grade teacher, and she said, uh, "I I, I uh, put a cup of uh, coffee in the microwave for my husband, and then I gave him a straw to drink the coffee, which I thought was very strange to begin with." And uh, she said he he took a sip and he said, "Ow, that burnt my mouth." And she realized because the straw was in the middle of the, it was at the bottom in the middle of the drink and, and microwaves cook things from the inside out. And I remember thinking in third grade, I thought heat rises and that would have worked itself out by the time you got the cup. And also who drinks coffee with a straw? But, yeah. uh, but, but I learned in this that microwaves aren't really able to uh, basically permeate most of your food so it can cook about a centimeter into it and then it's just kind of uh internal radiation i guess that yeah you've got a hot outside that just radiates the temperature and just like how heat transfers yeah exactly um all right what else you got there we're, we're running through these a little more quickly than i thought we would. Oh, that's fine i got tons of them <laughs> um uh you probably probably look at it probably look at the same list i am <laughs> so. it could be um Blood is blue until it touches air. Um, Completely wrong. And and what is wrong about that? Um, the, the fact that blood isn't blue. What color would blood be then? What color do you think it is? Well, it's my understanding that blood is red, and the less oxygen it has, the bluer it becomes. Completely wrong. Okay, so... The less like oxygenated blood is going to be a lighter red, like yeah. kind of like a reddish orange. And then as it gets less and less oxygen, it becomes a deeper red, like a deeper crimson. But yeah. it's red throughout. It, it Blood will never be blue. Yeah. If, if, if blood is blue, then either you're a victim of a horrible prank or a horrible illness. 
Yeah, I guess that makes sense. That's not or silver really... poisoning. Um, yeah, I've, re I've read about that where people turn where people can actually turn blue. Yeah, but that's silver poisoning, and there's other problems <laughs> that come along with it. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I got another one for you. That coffee comes from coffee beans, when in fact coffees come from a there's a berry and the seed of the berry is what we know as the coffee bean. And that seed is roasted and then ground. Well, yeah, but that's, that's kind of more of like, we call a seed a bean and like mm. in the same way that like we call tomatoes vegetables sometimes, even though they're technically a fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also on the bean note that a, uh, a peanut is not an actual nut, but it's a legume. Yeah, there's all these like um, botanical classifications that, like, if you want to be pedantic, matter. But like, if you call a peanut a nut, like, if, if someone says actually it's a legume, that's a, that's them telling you that you don't need to hang out with them. <laughs> I think that, I think there's a lot of things like that on on this list here. Um, all right, uh, I got a. Uh, you owe me one, actually. I got, um, I got a good one. I this one's good, good one. actually, and I didn't know this until today when I looked it up. Chicago is the windy city. Yes. So that part's true. Like yeah. we know, we know the name of it. But do you know why it's called the windy city? I'll give you a hint. Um, it's not the weather, which is what I would have thought. I would have thought it had something to do. With wind, yeah, yeah, that's what you would think. Unless um, it's been the windy city, and we've always, you know, no, 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 pronouncing it. No, no, no. It. The reason why it's the windy city is for its politicians. No shit, really. Yes, I had, I had, because they're easily uh, swayed. No, I think it was because, like, it, this was coined in like the 19th century, and apparently they just had bloviating politicians that just. Oh, windy. Up. Okay. Uh, uh, all right. All right. Fair enough. That makes sense. Um, oh no. My, uh, I'm not charging here on my, uh, my stream. Oh well. Well, we'll see how that goes. Uh, all right. I, I got a, I got another good one for you. Um, actually, because I just reconnected the stream here, uh, I'll give you two. That flies don't only live 24 hours. I guess some do. Well, some may, but uh, but mo most general house flies you live for a week or so, uh, and some a little bit more. And I always wondered, you know, they said flies live only for twenty four hours, but then sometimes you see those like really really big ones, and you know, it's not like, oh, they like the horse flies. Yeah, those things are the worst, man. Yep. Yeah, it's not like they were just born that morning and they just grew that fast during the day. <laughs> um, they've been around for they've been around for a little while. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> and this actually, this had me because I'd heard it before and I just kind of believed it, but I, I would never have presented it just like most of this. I never would have presented it to someone as a fact because it just wouldn't have, there was no logic to it. But, uh, but I was, I was once told that, um, oh, fucking a. We're, we're losing our connection here. I was once told that, uh, toilets in the Southern hemisphere um, the whirlpool of the toilet flush goes the other direction. Um, 
So that's a that's a bad one because what what, <laughs> well, causes, no shit, the whirlpool, no what, what causes the whirlpool of the, the toilet flush is basically just the direction that the water releases. Is that is it? Yeah, is it uh, basically the direction of the jets or whatever the the holes yeah, if, are? Yeah, in order for the Earth's rotation to start having an effect, you need to start getting onto like mesoscale levels so like <laughs> well, something like once you get to the size of like a small city or a small state then it makes it a difference but like it's exactly. like weather systems sure i was gonna but, say hurricanes hurricanes go the other direction but not yes but not a but not a toilet flush so yeah um all right what else you got there um i this one oh it bothers me when people talk about going on like a detox diet where like if you eat or drink this thing it'll like remove toxins from your body. Like you already have two organs at least whose job it is to do that all the time. Anyways, drinking or eating something isn't going to change that process. Well, I would think that the more water you consume and the more sweating you do would help, would help with that. But, but no, what is not it really you, you, as long as you have a, like a normal hydration level, and you don't have a disease or something, then your kidneys and your liver are going to function just like any like any other time. Would and that like, be... there's like this there's this just nebulous idea of toxins, and people think that by eating or drinking this or that, they'll be removing toxins. And if you say, well, what specific toxins, what compounds in the body are you looking to eliminate? That usually trips them up. Well, yeah. Like alcohol or something like that. Alcohol gets eliminated, like from the moment you you take your first drink, your body is in the process of eliminating it. As soon as it reaches your bloodstream, your liver starts working to remove it. But I would imagine that your metabolism could maybe speed that up somehow. Not really, because your liver has kind of a set capacity at, as to how fast it can eliminate. But you so don't think some of it you don't think some of it just gets pissed out? It all has to pass through the liver? Um, I suppose that if you if you were to drink enough that you have so much volume going through that it could make it to like that your it would get picked up by your kidneys and just get passed out. I don't know. But like the idea of like going on some kind of a detox diet. What are these toxins you were speaking of? Yeah, and and I'm with you there. Uh, so I got this one: Mount Everest being the tallest mountain in the world. It depends on what you measure. Exactly. So Everest is the highest above sea level, but from the base of the mountain to the peak of the mountain, it is the not not the highest mountain in that respect, and that's Mauna Kea. Mauna Kea? I would have thought that it would yeah. have been like the Marianas Trench and then like wherever it goes up to land. But you get really, you can get into the weeds in terms of what your definition of a mountain is in the same way that like, where do you say where a mountain begins and where a mountain ends? True, true. And on that note, uh, that the earth is a perfect sphere. And this is, uh, there's two aspects of this. So obviously the earth isn't a perfect sphere because it has mountains and valleys. Um, but two, because the earth is spinning, it actually bulges more around uh, the equator. Yeah, so, I don't remember what the distance is in terms of like, 
from the North Pole to the center of the Earth and from the equator to the center of the Earth, what the difference is. But it would be shorter from the North Pole yeah. to the center of the Earth. Um, but I, I have heard I that if you, were, if you were to reduce the size of the Earth to that of a, a cue ball, um, that it would actually be smoother than the cue ball. Oh, by a lot. So that's... Go ahead. Difference is 22 kilometers. You are 22 kilometers closer to the center of the Earth at the North Pole than you are at the equator. So that would mean that you weigh more on the North Pole and have a greater amount of gravity pulling down on you? Mm, yeah, I think so. And you would weigh less? Oh, uh, you know what? Maybe it would be the centrifugal force. or No, that's yeah. not that factor. All right. All right. What else? You What else you got in your list there? Um, we are, you already took one of mine, which was the fortune cookies. Okay. Um, hold on, I'm looking up the gravity. So equator. So the effective acceleration of the poles. So if you weighed a hundred pounds at the North Pole on a scale, at the equator you would weigh ninety nine point six five pounds. So you'd weigh five ounces less. Interesting. Um, it looks How like about a half percent. However, your your mass would be the same. Well, yeah, because mass is just a measure of how many like molecules you have on you. Um, yeah, you have on you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Look, I, I wasn't a science major. Don't don't. don't uh, here. Oh, here's another one that really bothers me: is saying like blank race race has more muscles in name body part area so like, yeah i've heard black people have extra muscles in their calves or their thighs no they're like asian women have more muscles in their groin no <laughs> is that not true either one of those both of those are 100 percent untrue mm. uh, everyone has the same number of muscles barring birth defects or injuries i uh now I could I don't know where I'm getting I don't know the validity of these details but uh, but I have one that says penny penny spins are always random and uh, it says that actually the head side of the penny is heavier yeah slightly it's, more it's likely very, yeah if you flip a coin there's a ever so slight bias towards the head side meaning you're more likely to get a tails up. Um, I don't remember. Heads. I don't heads. remember which is biased, but like well, this is bias this is saying heads is heavier. So, I'd imagine yeah, the heavier but side. But it's like the difference between like fifty point zero zero and fifty point like zero one or zero zero yeah. one. Yeah. Well, if you if you flip it enough times, that that really matters. Um, and if you just got to bet on it, guess tails. Be be the pessimist there. Um, all right. So, uh, this is one that that drives me nuts, and I just like to. Uh, I like to look at the item and kind of decide for myself, but uh, that food expiration dates mean anything. So it depends on the food, but uh, especially if it's a perishable, but if it's like pasta or a lot of canned foods, a lot of the times it can, it can last a hell of a lot longer than whatever that date is. Um, here's, here's another one that bothers me. Uh, most cases of obesity are not related to having a slow metabolism. 
what what could what could it be? Caloric consumption. It's caloric consumption and caloric exertion. Yeah, uh, that is that is no surprise. That uh, cer certainly there are some people that have a medical condition that causes them to have a really low metabolism and make it difficult for them to lose weight, but the vast majority, no. Yeah, it, it's I. That makes sense. Um, yeah, but, but maybe they're they're rushing, to, they're racing to eat all the food before it expires. We just need to get this fact out to people that you know what. That um, on that topic, actually, there's a, a company, uh, a dairy company, that has stopped printing expiration dates on its milk because people like to try and like lower food waste. Milk's a tough one. I uh, usually the milk date is the sell by date. Yeah. And but it's good I, for several days after that. I I used to work at uh, this gym where we made protein shakes, and they would toss the milk at the sell-by date. And I tried to convince them. They're like, no, we have to toss it. I'm like, well, can I just take it then? So I would take it home, and uh, you know, at, at, at least three or four days after that, it would be uh, it would be good. These are especially back in the days when I was, uh, one, consuming a lot more protein, and then, two, considerably more broke so uh so the milk and the and the the protein from the milk uh definitely good and there was a couple of times where i drank some really rancid bad milk so that, well yeah you're not helping your case much no, i'm not helping my case but we're talking well beyond the three or four days of the sell by day we're looking like you know i i wasn't thinking at all i didn't look at it um but a lot of spices, they say, you know, you can still use the spices. They kind of lose their potency, but they're still going to have some flavor. And uh, if you got like some oregano or some rosemary or something, and you give it kind of like the fresh uh, grind in your palm there and then throw it on your food, it's going to taste just as good as if you just sprinkled it in like normal. Um, all right, another eating one, waiting an hour uh, to swim after eating. They say there's no there's no real uh, proof that you get cramps. Now that well that that really that's one that actually does depend on your metabolism. Well, I would think that what it has to do is with your body exerting the energy and the blood to your st stomach and digestive system. So if you eat a heavy meal, you're not going to have as much blood in the rest of your body. Yeah, but your like, stomach is processed. Have you ever gone for a run too soon after you ate, and you get uh, that side stitch? No, I never got that. I, I, you know, I could feel the weight of the food in my stomach, but I never got um, uh, any stitches in my stomach, any cramps, uh, you know, that were at all related to eating when running. Oh, I've, I've had that. Like at this point, I don't really eat anything more than if I go for a run. I wait at least two hours after eating because I'll get cramps otherwise. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't have. I don't have that problem. Uh, what else you got there? Um, I don't know. Here, this is one that we've kind of addressed a little bit, but like vaccines don't cause autism. Yeah, that's uh, Japanese animation does. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> all right, let's see. Uh, oh, I got another one. This one's another like right. really bothersome one. Is that like that you you know the tongue map? Where like yes. like yes. sweet, sour, spicy, or whatever—that's bullshit. All parts of your tongue can taste all flavors. The yeah, only that... difference is like you have different densities of taste buds in some parts of your tongue, 
but that just means like how sensitive you are to all things in one place or another. But it's not like you have some taste buds that can taste one thing and some taste buds can, that can taste another. Yeah, I always, you know, when I learned that in like health class or something in elementary school or middle school, I uh, I didn't agree with it either. So uh, yeah, it's bullshit. Um, all right, I got a cat purring. Always means they are pleased. Not necessarily. Uh, not necessarily. Exactly. It could mean they're hungry. They're stressed. Um, you know, in pain. They could be in pain. Yeah. And sometimes it, they also will do it. Sometimes when they're like very afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is very strange. So uh, everybody has just always assumed that a cat parade means they're ecstatic and they're very happy and very comfortable. My my roommate's cat also does that when she's curious like when she's looking at something new like mm -hmm. she'll purr really loud yeah so yeah it says uh it's a multifaceted form of communi communication um did you know that cats domesticated themselves no i did not know that but that is like with dogs like we had to like capture them and like eventually like breed them into like yeah, breed domestic the yeah submissive of them <laughs> Yeah, cats realize that they could just get a free ride. They're like, you know what? This is we're, we're just going to dupe these people into putting giving us a house and food. They got to they got to explain to the raccoons like, you know, hey, hey dummy, like just, what are you doing? Uh, uh, you know, just try to be a little more friendly. Don't be so skittish. Um, I got another one. Leaving your phone charging after it's reached 100% will damage the battery. And uh, what they're saying is that with today's batteries and smart technology, smart devices, that the charger will not give it kind of constant uh, a constant charge. So it's not not bad for the batteries. Um, all right. Uh, how about shaving makes your hair thicker? Yeah, I don't see why that would be true. Well, it's. Uh, it's been said to be true uh, for a really long time, and I and and I've I've heard it kind of. Uh, well, it's also like if you pull out one gray hair, like seven more will come. Is that true? I, I don't think so. I pulled them all out, and nothing happened. <laughs> so I actually have a lot yes. of gray hair. <laughs> um, uh, oh, this is a crazy one. This is like a. Have you heard of fan death? Uh, is it like an Asian fear of fans? Korean. Korean, strictly Korean. It's. It, I mean, I'm sure that there's other places that believe it, but it's most like commonly associated with South Korea, where like sleeping in a closed room with a running fan, you will suffocate because the fan somehow like sit, sucks the air away from you or something. I don't really understand it, but it's not true. Well, uh, certain cultures, many many years ago. Uh, probably hundreds of years, well, over a hundred years ago, believed that uh, having your picture taken stole your soul. Um. Yeah, I think that might be a Native American belief. Yeah, um, and and I think they had pretty plenty of reason to distrust white people by that point. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Um. <laughs> uh, how about uh, Christopher Columbus discovered America? Well, that's really a that's such a Eurocentric view. Like <laughs> it was already here, and people were living here, but somehow he discovered it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but also, uh, 
I guess Leif Erikson. Uh, yeah, like 500 that, years before that. Yeah, roughly. Um, how about when we're running a little low on time, but how about schizophrenia, uh, meaning multiple personality disorder? No, multiple personality disorder means multiple, multiple personality. <laughs> it's multiple personality, yeah. Schizophrenia involves disordered thoughts, psychosis, and delusion. Yeah. Uh, That's, I think, a Hollywood problem where, like, they created that. I'll buy that. I'll buy that. I guess that might be the best way to depict schizophrenia. Um, uh, how about this? OCD means that someone is extremely tidy and organized. Mm, no, they could just like, um, because hoarders are actually, that's like a form of OCD. Yeah. It's, uh, if you've ever been in a hoarder's place, you wouldn't describe it as organized. Yeah. So it's, it's obsessive compulsive disorder, meaning that, um, you feel compulsed to, uh, to do something obsessively, but it does not necessarily mean clean, disinfect, uh, wash your windows. It can. Like some people are like that. But... It, it very often manifests itself that way, but, but there are many other ways that it can, that it can manifest itself. So hoarder, hoarding, you know, I wasn't aware that was an example, but it sounds enough in line to me. Um, what else you got? Um, hit all the ones on my list. How about uh? So I I I learned that Napoleon wasn't as crazy short as he would have said to have been. Well, they were all way short back then. Well, this is what I'm hearing was that he was five two in French feet, but in English feet that would have made him five seven. Which is actually probably pretty tall for the era. I would imagine that would be reasonably average height. Because have you ever been to like like a colonial village in like the Northeast in like Massachusetts or wherever, a recon reconstructed colonial village? Yeah, and all the doorways are much lower. Yeah. I mean, have you, like, ever, have you ever been in a sports car from the 50s or 60s? I mean, I had the Miata, which is basically the same size. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you, and you I had the Miata with the seat all the way back. I'm six foot tall. The only, like, and it's not because I wanted to be like slinked back and driving. It was like, <laughs> this is what I have to do to be in a comfortable driving position. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. What else you got here? What else you got? Um, something the research department. All right. Well, look, we can, we can wrap. I wanted to talk about some funny misconceptions. I definitely think we hit, we hit a handful of them. Um, nothing striking. Nothing. Uh, nothing. Oh, I got one more. All right. Um, you know, when your hands prune up, from water yes what causes that hmm. um i don't know what causes it but i understand there's a an added utility of that happening but what yes. causes it so what's the all right I'll, the added I'll, utility I'll, is is better grip yeah because you've got more surface area to the all right so a lot of people think it's because your skin like water like absorbs the water and wrinkles up and it's actually a, a central nervous response. So, like, you can, it, if you know somebody who has like nerve damage in a hand, like, you'll see that, like, if they've got nerve damage in these two fingers, they won't wrinkle up and the other three fingers will. No shit. Yeah. Mm, very interesting. Um, 
All right. Well, look, let's uh, let's end here. But I do want to say for those crazy people that are making all the comments about fires, so uh, there's a lot of a lot of bad things for you to spend your energy on. Um, <laughs> you know, lay off a little bit. But also, if you if you want to help the victims of uh, the Bronx fire or any fire, donating goods is uh, a much better way to spend your energy than complaining on Twitter and attacking other people who are interested in making comments. And this time I said nothing, even though I wanted to say something. I said absolutely nothing. I just sat there quietly, read the comments. Well, with the exception of insulting Ted Cruz, has flaming somebody on Twitter ever really accomplished anything? Uh, well, it gets people canceled, you know. It's uh, what you seem to be more for than me, but... I, I'm very much for it. Um, yeah, well, we just lost our Instagram stream. So uh, for those of you guys who have uh, watched the show for a while, we're at the end of the, the show, so we're just Speaking of canceled, right I guess. <laughs> but uh, we're playing with the setup. We mentioned this last episode that you can catch us live on Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, we are traditionally live on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, which we still are today um but we're playing with the setup a little bit so it's uh, let's try and get more people to, to migrate over to youtube and twitch it's a better platform it's easier for us to interact with you yeah well that is the place to uh place to catch us live tuesdays and thursday nights uh 8 30 to 9 30 p.m eastern time and on that we are uh we're past our regular allotted time so uh i will uh good you a good evening all right, laters. Adios. All right, that concludes this episode of Sip Talk. Thank you guys for joining. As you heard, we are trying to uh, switch up our streaming. So uh, if you want to catch us live, you want to throw in some comments, uh, catch us on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. But the best places are YouTube, Twitch, and uh, Facebook, actually. So uh, I'll catch you guys next time. Thank you, as always, for joining. I like PBR, I just got priced out of it.